peoples of the worldwide federated internet what is good Human nature is something crazy. For anyone out there who is thinking about starting a podcast and you're worried about your camera, you're worried about your audio, um, you're worried about how your video is constructed. It, as you can see from my videos, it's not the best audio quality. And especially when I'm traveling, it's not the best video quality. I got basic stuff for my travel setup just get started just do it uh, I've, i realize when i initially thought about doing a podcast i would always talk myself out of doing it i would talk myself out of starting i would tell myself well i need to get this mic or i need to get this kind of computer or this kind of i just started eventually i just said you know what i'm just gonna start i enjoy doing it and i've kind of built on what I had as I go. And like I said, thinking of my, what made me think about all of that is when I'm getting my travel set up ready, um, when I'm trying to make sure everything is right, I'm looking at my camera quality. And again, it's not the best. I, j I got this set up primarily to travel. I was like, I'm not going extravagant. I'm not spending a bunch of money. I'm just going to get the bare minimum I need to continue my podcast as I travel. But it made me realize that what I what made me say that about human nature is we're never satisfied. And what made me think about that is as I was looking at my video, I was like, man, OK, man, it's always grainy. There's a way I could fix this. I was like, ah, you know what? I'm going to go out to Best Buy and I'm going to buy another camera. And then I thought, why? Why? For what reason? Th this camera I have is not perfect. It's not the greatest, but it serves the purpose I bought it for. It's just for traveling. The mic I have, it's not awesome. It's not, you know, knock it out the park amazing. But for the price, it's pretty decent. I like the sound. I enjoy it. The camera, it was cheap. But for what I'm getting, it, it serves its purpose. And you just have to start because it's never going to be good enough. Especially if you're an audiophile. And you can listen to, you know, all of my podcasts. You'll notice I'm always messing with my audio, readjusting. Although on my home setup, I think I got the mic. I'm not going to say exactly where I want it, but close at least to where I want it. But you just got to start. You just have to start with whatever you have. Just start your podcast and build upon it and learn. Right now, I feel like I'm putting in my 10,000 hours. I think I'm up to close to like 420 something episodes or something like that. I can't remember exactly how many, but I'm putting in my 10,000 hours. I'm building as I'm going. I'm trying to make my podcast a little better. Um, doing some different things with my setup, kind of learning how to adjust my audio 
learned a lot about audio doing this podcast. I'll tell you that much. And what's funny is I used to record. I'm not going to get into that years ago. And I always had trouble trying to get my audio exactly where I wanted it. And that's the thing about it. You're never going to get the exact sound you want, especially if you're comparing yourself against other people, which I do a lot. When I listen to podcasts, I'm listening to the microphone. I'm like, yo, what kind of microphone are they they using? What kind of effects are they using? How are they editing this audio? Um, what, What are they doing as far as compression? What are they doing as far as EQ? I'm listening to all of that. I enjoy the podcast I listen to, but I'm also analyzing all of this stuff. A lot of inside baseball, but... I just want to encourage you, if you want to start a podcast, just do it. Just start. Don't worry about it. Anyway, Exodus chapter 10, verse 1. Let's get into this. All right. And the Lord said unto Moses, go in unto Pharaoh, uh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants that I might show these my signs before him and God made it very clear that these were his signs these were not orchestrated by Moses they were not orchestrated by Aaron they didn't decide that this was what they were going to do these are these are God's signs period verse 2 And that thou mayest tell in the ears of thy son and of thy son's son uh, what things I have wrought in Egypt and my signs which I have done among them that ye may know that I am the Lord. So this is something that God wanted information. God wanted passed down from generation to generation to generation. He wanted these people to know what he did. I think this is a, 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 a basic, um, how do I want to put it? Necessity of, because of human nature, right? We need to be reminded of what happened in the past. Sometimes we doubt and we need to be reminded, yo, why am I doubting? I remember going through a similar situation. I remember what God did here. I remember how he brought me through this thing or how he helped me through this thing. And we constantly need to be reminded. This is why I have in my own life, I have mile markers, so to speak, because there's times when I'm like, yo, I don't know if I'm gonna make it through this. And then I, I think back to one of those mile markers, like, all right, I had the same thought during this time and God definitely came through and, and helped me through whatever situation because you 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 in in a lot of ways because of human nature we need these reminders so we know who God is notice why he said he wanted these reminders there uh and signs which I have done among them that ye may know that uh may know how that I am the Lord he is the almighty all power resides with him and a lot of times these these situations and things that happen in life 
bring that back, call that back to memory. And that's what God wants with, with these, uh, with these accounts. He wants them to be recited. Um, else if thou refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow will I bring the locust into thy coast yet another plague as as if pharaoh and the people of egypt didn't have enough they don't seem to be or at least pharaoh doesn't seem to be learning a lesson so here we go again uh verse five and they shall cover the face of the earth that one cannot be able to see the earth and they shall eat the residue of that which is escaped, which remaineth unto you from the hail, and shall eat every tree which groweth uh, for you out of the field. So whatever survive that hailstorm, yeah, it's about to be done from these locusts. Uh, verse 6. And they shall fill thy house and the house of all thy servants and the house of all the Egyptians, which neither thy fathers nor thy father's fathers have seen since the day that they were upon the earth unto this day. And he turned, uh, he turned himself and went out from Pharaoh. There's a mic drop moment. Moses said what he had to say and was like, all right, I'm out. I'm bouncing. Didn't even wait for the response from Pharaoh. Just said what he had to say. Got up out of there. Um, and Pharaoh's servants said unto him, how long shall this man be a snare unto us? Let the man, let the men go that they may serve the Lord, their God. Um, knowest thou not? Yet that Egyptians, it, that Egypt is destroyed. So the servants are like, yo, they're getting fed up. They're at the point where they're like, Pharaoh, look, we understand. We hear what you're saying. But don't you see that we're being destroyed? How much of this are we going to put up with? How long are we going to sit here and have these things happen before we let these people go, like, like, what are we doing? What is the end goal here? No, nothing we're doing is working. This is not helping us. The people get fed up. It's kind of hard for, for Pharaoh to keep doing this. But we know Pharaoh, or we should by this point. Uh, verse 8. And Moses and Aaron were brought again unto Pharaoh, and he said unto them, Go serve the Lord your God. But who are they that shall go? So he's like, all right, go serve God. But hold up, before you do that, who's going with you? Who, 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 all, who all are you taking? He wants to know. Why does he want to know? I think Pharaoh, even though he knows he's at the end of his, of his rope as far as what control he can maintain, he is still trying his hardest to maintain control. All right, so verse uh, verse nine, and Moses said, we will go with our young and with our old, with our sons, with our daughters, with our flocks and with our herds. We will go for we must hold a feast unto the Lord. 
So Moses is telling them, yo, we all going. Ain't, ain't nobody staying unless you thought that we were going to go and leave somebody here. Now nah, we all going. We're all going to, to serve and worship the most high God of heaven and earth. Pharaoh is trying to keep a remnant of people there because if he can do that, then he knows that these people will return because if they don't, he could, I'm just, now this is just me thinking out loud. I'm not saying dogmatically, this is what it is. This is what I think that, that he's under impression. If they don't all go, then he'll have some people to kind of, uh, uh, lure them back in or, or keep them from going too far because they would be worried about the treatment of these people that were left. At least that's what I think. Again, I'm not saying that that's dogmatic. Verse 10, and he said unto them, let the Lord be so with you as I will let you go and your little ones look to it for, uh, for evil is before you. Yeah, you, you, you would think at this point, Pharaoh would listen and that would be it. Um, not so go now ye that are men and serve the Lord for that ye did desire and they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. And the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out thine hand over the land of Egypt for the locusts, uh, that they may come up upon the land of Egypt and eat every herb of the land, even all that the hail hath left. So again, we saw where Pharaoh's just, he, he's, he is not getting it. Th this dude is set in his ways. And again, I say that with, with no, uh, malicious judgment. I say that consider myself. I had a good talk with somebody today and this, this is what I said. Uh, we, we had a conversation about, you know, some other things we heard. And I said, you know, when I get annoyed with people, I'm beginning to realize that the reason I'm so annoyed is that I see myself in the things they're doing that I don't like. I'm, I'm seeing the things that I do myself. So I'm more agitated with myself. And I, I think, I think we, we project more than we know. Um, the, the things that I, I realize in my own life, again, just judging myself, the things that I jump on a soapbox about, in, in, in some way, shape or form internally, it may not always be external, but internally I have a problem with these things and thus I make them a soapbox. It agitates me inside. So I project that agitation. I think it's good to recognize these things because you can actually get some help. You can realize, okay, I, I have a problem with this. I need to deal with this my own self. Um, Verse 13, and Moses stretched forth his rod over the land of Egypt, and the Lord brought an east wind upon the land all that day and all that night. And when it was morning, the east wind brought the locusts. And when the locusts came in, they were many. As he said, they were going to cover the whole land where people could not even see the ground. Oof. And the locusts went up over all the land of Egypt and rested in all the coast of Egypt. Very grievous were they. Um, before them, 
there was no such locus as they neither as as they neither after them shall be such so there's never been a situation like this they've never seen locusts in this manner and they won't see it again this is a one-time occurrence and god is showing forth who he is there is no there is no denying it as they see these signs for they covered the face of the whole earth so that the land was darkened and that they did eat every herb of the land and all the fruit of the trees which the hail had left and there remained not any green thing in the trees or in the herbs of the field through all the land of Egypt they went through everything then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron in haste so he's in a rush now the pressure's on the pressure's on Pharaoh because his of course he's he's the he's the leader he's in he's in charge but there's only so far you can go before the people the people get agitated enough and there's enough of a problem you you then lose control at that point because the people are like nah bruh we suffering we had enough you out of here he doesn't want to get to that point his pride definitely doesn't want to let him to get to that point um and he said I have sinned against the Lord, your God, and against you. Now, how many of us reading this believe he means that? And again, this is not even, even, not even saying that judgmentally. How many times am in my own life, like, like I said, again, I'm, I'm seeing this stuff and it's coming right back to me. Have I come before God? Like, you know, God, I did this wrong. I, I repent, help me, blah, 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 and then go right back to it. So did I really mean it? I mean, maybe um, there, there's an argument to be made. Maybe there's some sincerity there. But I just think when there is true sincerity, there is true change. All right. Uh, now, therefore, forgive, I pray thee, my sin only this once and entreat the Lord your God that he may take away from me this death only and he went out um, and he went out from Pharaoh and entreated the Lord and the Lord turned a mighty strong wind a mighty strong west wind which took away the locusts and cast them into the Red Sea there remained not one locust in all the coast of Egypt. Again, even in getting rid of the locust, that's miraculous. Like not one, not one locust was left. Yo, that's bananas. That would almost, that would almost seem like an impossibility if it wasn't God doing these things. But again, I could, I could look through all of that and I could piously come down on Pharaoh, like how in the world could he do this? But I got to look at, I, I have to look at these things, honestly, understanding that I'm just like this. So I don't have to question, how did he do this? I can look at my own self internally and go, ah, yeah, I know exactly how this happened. You just didn't want to let go. You did not want to relinquish that control and, and humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. I've been there. I think we've all been there. 
I don't want to be there again. That's that's definitely not a good position to be in. Anyway, y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.